0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Crystal Palace Women's Show, brought to you, as always, by Eagle Eye Views, myself, Mike, and my co-host, Phil. And uh, we are, of course, the number one Crystal Palace Women's Podcast out there, uh, so it's good to have you with us. Uh, Phil, first of all, can you hear me? I can, Mike. How are you? I'm not bad, thank you, yourself.
1: Yeah, I'm good. Do you know, I just um, I was just having a look at last week's... Um... Numbers on the just on Twitter is over 500 listens, you know, with Nathaniel amazing!
0: Oh, wow. For the last time we spoke about it, it was uh in the hundred, like 180 or something like that. Um, so that, that's that mean that's fantastic. And uh, hopefully, you know, it, it done, done what he's designed to do, which is to spread the word. Um, you know, just we're just gonna hope some of the right people have listened to it. Yeah, um, and we yeah. see some changes going forward. So, but no, that's great. Obviously, it's a pod and everything—that's it. fantastic. And I know uh, I've seen our numbers on our subscription numbers uh, are higher. So I don't know whether that came from last week or it was—I don't know if it's just something that I just hadn't noticed on Spotify before. Um, but you know, every little bit of every little bit helps, and hopefully, we can keep boosting those over time. Obviously. Um, you and I moaning on every week is uh, isn't putting off it, that many people <laughs> so far.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I think it was. I think it was three hundred and twenty something when I looked earlier in the week, and then I checked. I checked just now, and it's over five hundred listens just on Twitter. That is so. That's not including Spotify. So, yeah, really, really good numbers. Fantastic, and and, and deserved from Nathaniel because didn't he come across well? I mean, he's so eloquent and also. um he just speaks with so much passion and sense doesn't he i mean great absolutely amazing uh, interview last week
0: oh absolutely you know a, you know a really good guy um puts himself his point across so well and and do you know what he's he's so balanced um which is something i could never be i think you know yeah. when when it when you know he would have every right to have come on and been ang- you know angry really vocal frustration and pure emotion and all all the work that him and his colleagues have done and and kind of how it's been left and everything and you know and he he was always looking at it from you know a non-selfish point of view from a constructive point of view and as I said in the pod last week I was sitting there feeling the emotion for him you know I was getting me shot me pitchforks to go down to cellar. (laughs) <laughs> and um, he's there going, no, no, don't worry about it, you know, no, I'm fine, <laughs> you know. No. So, and absolutely, you know, I'll have a look when I when I get round to putting this onto Spotify tomorrow. I need to race through to do it tomorrow in time for Sunday. Um, I'll have a look to see what numbers Spotify's had listens wise for. i will be curious to see what that comes up with as well.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, it was great. It was a great pod last week, and thanks again to Nathaniel. Amazing.
0: Absolutely, and obviously we're hoping probably gonna be look at the end of the season now when we've got when we have the time to dedicate to it. But we're obviously hoping to have Lisa Nashfold on the former Palace Women owner, uh for Women's Chairman. Um we obviously we'd hope we'd planned that last year but we couldn't do it. Um so we'll hopefully, we'll hopefully get that arranged for the summer as well. Um let see if we can find some more special guests, you know. <laughs> see if we can lure some people in over time. Um but focusing obviously tonight tonight It's the old classic review and preview show, so uh, it's an absolute goal fest tonight as well. A real goal bonanza. Um, Obviously, you're turning up. This is your third appearance with uh, 15 goals to your name already. Um, (laughs) I'm
2: uh, I'm on 18
0: 18 goals off of two subs appearances. So I'll explain that in a minute for those who have not got a clue what I'm talking about. Uh, It's something that... Uh, we're, we're making light heart of, uh, which we should do really. I uh, put the problem is for us over the season. It's been such a long string of things off the pitch wise that you just think, "Oh my god!" But it, I've I've seen the funny side of it today, and I think it's I do find it funny. So uh, <laughs> there might be references for it for the night, but I'll explain what I'm talking about in a minute. Um, but obviously, I say this is the uh, review and preview, so we'll be looking back on last weekend's two uh, one victory over Sheffield United. Um, and then we will be looking ahead to Sunday's game as tabletopers Bristol City come to Hayes Lane. So it's our uh, third game at Hayes Lane in a row. Um, I have invited bo DM and Diem from Bristol City Vixencast to come on. I know they're both quite busy, and I've had to do this all last minute because of work, so we didn't know till yesterday that we'll be on tonight. So um, they've both said if they can pop in, they will, um, and if they can't, obviously, um, they can't. So, uh, just facts, that, I suppose. Uh, but hopefully we might be able to hear from them later on and get a little bit of a view. I'm sure they'll be buzzing, um, given how things are going for them at the moment. So, uh, first of all, I will do the usual. So, not really much to go for in terms of results from last week. So, I'll, I'll quickly cover that and then I'll explain what we're talking about with the goals and then we'll go into the review of the game. So, we were the only game last week. Um, there was six teams, I believe, from the Championship involved in the FA Cup fifth round. So we were not one of them. And Champions United were not one of them. So we got to play our one of our cancelled games. This was postponed in November, I think it was, for heavy rain. It was postponed once we'd already got there. And... Um, so, it was a, a rescheduled game. We were the only championship game that took place that day. And was, as I said, we won 2 1. Uh, there was a game midweek on Wednesday. Another, basically, where the table now it looks a bit of a mess all over the place in terms of who's played how many games. But um, teams are starting to try and catch up on those um, abandoned fixtures. And so, Bristol City played midweek away to Lewis and won 1 0 through Shania Hales. So. When I started at the table, that's put them... They're now three points clear at the top of the table, having now played the same amount of games as London City. So that was their game in hand over the Lionesses. So Bristol City are top um, with 33 points uh, from 14 games. And then London City are second with 30 points from 14 games. i have got a goal difference better of plus three. Then you've got Southampton are in third, 26 points from 14 games. Birmingham in fourth, 22 points from 13 games. Then you've got the cons our Charlton are in fifth, 22 points from 12 games. And then sneaking up there, you've got the Mighty Palace. We are in sixth place, 21 points from 14 games now, so we've played two more than Charlton. Um, we've also played one more than Lewis, who sit behind us in seventh with 16 points off 13 games. Then you've got uh, the old enemy, Durham, the dirty Durham. They are eighth, 15 points from 13 games. Blackburn are 14 points from 13 games. Um, Sunderland are 10th, 13 points from 14 games. Sheffield United stay 11th with 11 points from 14 games. They've now played the same amount of games as Coventry, so that's their game in hand. So we've done Coventry a favour, who sit rock bottom still, with six points from 14 games. So all kind of bunching up, you've got um, the, the... the top half of the table is little clusters um, and then a, a gap and we've dragged ourselves from the bottom cluster into the top cluster um, but where we've played teams more we could end up being in our own league with just us which means we win it uh, that's how I see it and uh, that made myself feel better about the scene so <laughs> but that's that's where the league table lies at the moment um, I kind of go into later about how key I think these, these last two games have been for us and um, so before we start looking back at the Sheffield United game, and I, I will do my usual well, I'll, I'll quickly run through the lineup of that game. But what was I talking about with the whole gold bonanza and and all that malarkey? Well, uh, the as always, the the match day program for the for the women's games is really online. I think for the, for the men's it's online, and you can buy it on the day in you know, a physical copy. But for, for the women's it's online. They went on live, live online today. And uh, the the back page made a very interesting read, where it's got the player stats uh, for the appearances and goals. Where there's obviously been a bit of a uh, a crazy day, um, and there's goals galore. And you can't even say my my first thought. I think a few others have had it as well was that um, it was perhaps they just swapped the uh, that put the columns all the wrong way around but that's definitely not the case. To give you an example, um, so Paige Bailey has paid 15 games apparently and scored 17 goals. Um, Sean has got 15 goals in three games, pretty pretty good return. Um, then some of my favourites. I mean, Hope Smith, our third choice keeper, who's out on loan. She's got 10 goals in eight appearances. That's not bad for a goalkeeper. Uh, but the classic, she stopped going down. I, I did message Lee Nichol earlier with this one. She's got 14 goals in three games. I, I, I'd say to her, she kept that quiet. Um, but then I highlighted these next two and said that she needs to up her game for next season. And these next two, absolute crackers. So um, you've got Ellie Noble, who's now he's now out with an ACL injury, I believe, for the rest of the season. She's got 17 goals in zero appearances, but. Don't, you know, just to be top, just to show off. Before, before Kirsty Barton left us for Lewis, she managed to get 18 goals in zero appearances. So uh, you can see why Lewis snapped her up so quickly. So that has been, uh, that is the, that is our programme for this week. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I should have added it up really uh, properly, but I did a quick run through. So we're over 100 goals this season. Um, So um, it's hard to see how we've managed to be stuck down in in sixth place really We should have signed up the league by now But there you go So that is where it's come from And I'm sure, being me, I will make joke references to it throughout the night Uh, But it was you, Phil, your eagle eye, uh, as it were That noticed (laughs) that slight little error
1: yeah it's, it's weird wasn't it because i think I, I i noticed something last week I, I can't remember what it was it was something of i think it had somebody i think it might have been um Holly Alden that had only scored hadn't scored a goal or one goal or something but she's obviously got two or whatever isn't she now but um and i think it was a mistake last week with her and um and i just went to have a look and I couldn't quite believe it it's just like what on earth has gone on you know and um it was just like, yeah, I, I don't know what happened there because um whoever was sort of I mean, I mean normally I think when you're well you know, when you when you've got a template and you've got the same program template every week for home games and it's only last, it's not like there's been a big gap or anything where something you know, something might have been like, I mean, it, I would imagine the template for the program's the same and you just change all the bits and pieces and you know the sponsors page are the same and there's a cinch page there that's the same. And I I, I would have imagined that you just go in and alter from last week to this week. You just add on all the appearances by one. And if someone scored, add another goal. But to actually change every single person's record, appearances and goals, I don't know what on earth happened. It's just crazy. And, uh, yeah, and it was something that I couldn't really miss in the end because when I was just looking at it, I thought, that's not right. And it, and it, yeah, and it was uh, it was pretty remarkable. And, when, and we should be top of the league. I mean, we have scored so many goals. I can't believe oh, wow. it. And, um, yeah. How are we not oh, top or... of the
0: league? <laughs> ironically, because you're right, you, you mentioned... Uh... I think it was the, the the review of the game or something like that had said that it was Holly's first goal for us, but it wasn't because you messaged me and obviously been my little stats. Uh, it was her second oh, yeah. she scored. She scored in the FA Cup against Watford yeah. for us. So, but yeah, no, ironically, I some of the, a couple of players um, have had goals deducted from them. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been cruel to a couple of people uh, and very kind to others. So um, I hope you know I'm, I'm, I've got to stay now. Obviously, normally I'd be hoping that Fran would be in goal on. On Sunday, but now I'm hoping Hope is because she's already got ten goals this season. So uh, you know, if she wants to chip in with a couple more goals from in goal, please, please start Hope. Hoping. Um, <laughs> you know, so uh, and you know, I mean, we don't have to worry about Ellie's injury because she's got seventeen from zero appearances. So, so yeah, no, it's, so it it's giving us a laugh. Yeah, it's given
1: us a laugh and actually, you know, that's not a bad thing, is it? So, you know, these things happen, I suppose, but um, it was, uh, I, I think it was because it was such a dramatic change around of all the numbers I just it wasn't like one or two were wrong it was like everything has just gone crazy I think it's uh, you know it makes it even better doesn't it and um gave us a bit of a laugh so that's that's good that's good I'm sure they'll get it right for the next game but um but yeah it was uh when I saw it I just thought oh my god this is crazy and uh yeah um, but anyway, it's a shame it's not true because we would be top of the league if we scored over hundred goals.
0: Well, we would have won the WSL by now, even though we're in the Championship. If we are <laughs> we'd have won, we'd be in the, we'd still be in all the cups. We'd be flying. But uh, no, it, it, it did, it did make me chuckle. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so you have, you do have to laugh. Uh, right. So with that said, we will move on from uh, the goal bonanza. As I say, although know me, I will. Most likely, reference it a lot. Uh, so, uh, with that said, uh, just to take you back to last week. So, say so we, Sheffield United came to town. Uh, it was their first game under the management of Jonathan Morgan. Uh, we will leave talking about him there. Um, so, there's the possibility of the new manager bounce. They'd won their previous game as well. Um, and it was their chance. It was their one game in the hand over Coventry. So it was their chance to put a gap between the two of them again. Well, there's one, but they increased that gap. So it was obviously a, a tough game for us. Obviously, we'd beaten Durham the week before, and that was our first league winner of the year. Um, and it'd been a great performance against Durham. So we we went into that game with um, kind of a, a, a different, more boy viewpoint on it. Um a bit more expectation, I suppose, and you know, and, and a, a positive mindset about it. So we went into it, and it was for once again, it was pretty much an unchanged side, which is what we've been looking for, which is what we've we've needed this season. So Fran, as always, in goal. Um, then you had the back two again of Amy Over and Lizzie Waldy. and then we played that kind of the, this, that formation still, where you then in front of them was the line of three with Fields in the middle of the line of three. Um right, right and Poly around on the left. Then you had Holly Olding and Coral Haynes in the actual midfield. Coral was the captain. And then up front, um Paige was on the bench. She'd only I mean, she didn't ride back in the country from internationals, having been in Australia until Friday morning. So it was we did mention briefly on Friday whether we you know, last week whether uh, we wanted if she would play or not. So um unsurprisingly, she was on the bench. Um I know she suffered quite a bit of jet lag from that. Um, so Molly Sharp came in in her place on one side with Anna Bell Blanchard on the other, and Rihanna Dean uh, with another start up top. So a fairly unchanged team, it, it, as I say, it's it's what we've needed. Um, that's probably been one of the things o- over the season. Um, there's been there's been different bits and pieces, isn't there? We, we we've covered a lot of that stuff, but as I said before, consistency was something we we really needed, and and injuries have made it really hard. Um, to be able to do that. And I think we've just not, you know, losing Sibs uh, when we did was a big blow. We, we struggled to kind of replace her and, and that role. Uh, a lot of injuries. And we then started, as what kind of happens, and you kind of spiral and then you start tinkering with formations to try and with what you got. And um, we've managed to kind of get ourselves settled again. And hopefully, you know, for the players, you, you, you kind of know at the moment what. What, you, what you're doing each week now, necessarily, but, you know, we, we're working we work on the same formation each week and the same generally the same players and stuff. So, you kind of build up that rhythm and the connection um, between the players. So, uh, we went into that and also as I say, Sheffield United came down desperately needing the points, uh, looking for that new manager bounce. Having been without one for, I think, about three months, I think it was, since New Redfern had, had left the club. So, uh, they came to town. So, Phil, I will hand over to you first. I've been talking for a little bit um, to give your view of of the game against Sheffield.
1: Yeah, well, I think um, you've you know I think you've hit the nail on the head a little bit with um, you know keep with a more consistent lineup. I think that does help. I think especially when you're when we've won the game before, it's it's quite good to be able to keep pretty much the same team. Um, and um, so, yeah, it was, it, uh, and, and uh, overall, it was a really good performance. I thought in the first half, actually, Sheffield United probably edged it and and um, they could have easily been ahead at half time. I thought they played well first half. Um, and um, it was only in the second half, really, that we started taking a bit more control and, and it was two fantastic strikes. I mean, t- we were talking about goals and number of goals in the programme, but actually those two goals were absolutely incredible strikes. Um, Holly, um, it was a quick free kick, wasn't it? And it got, and we got it to Holly and, um, and then, um, she just got, she had a bit of space and she wasn't closed down very quickly. Fantastic strike right into the side net, side of the netting of the goal, you know, right in the corner, no chance for the keeper. Really, really well struck from about 25 yards. And the second one was just a fantastic move as well as a finish. I mean, it was just, I thought, I thought, um, the way Polly cut inside, I mean, it was just incredible. And the vision to just play that ball across to the box. You know, most most players would go wide and they'd try and put it across in front of the keep, you know, across the six-yard box for someone coming in. So it was just an, you know, every time I see Polly, I just think, I see something different in her. You know, there's it, always, always something I think, gosh, I, you know, that was amazing. Her strength, she's very strong. She's quicker than she looks. Um, she's direct when she goes forward, and she can beat players, and she's a good. She's good defensively, but, but her vision there—I mean, it was incredible because she cut. She sort of cut inside rather than go wide, and then she just put this ball on a plate. I mean, I say on a plate. It still needed a lot of work doing to it, but when that ball came across, Cole just hit it perfectly in the, into the top corner. Two fantastic strikes. I think overall we probably deserved it because I think we did play well, really well, second half but we did have a few nervous moments i mean they hit the bar didn't they in the first half and um um you know they put us under a bit of pressure but i do think that um having a similar lineup really helps and it just makes i think it, it gives the team a bit more confidence and the more you play in the, in in the same especially because we've got so many players new players this season the more you play together with your teammates it's i just think you just build better relationships on the pitch and i think that helps a lot, and um, you know, it's no coincidence that if we get if we can get a settled team together, that we'll probably start winning more games than we don't. So, I think that was a really crucial point that you made. Um, I thought um, not only were the goals great, but I just thought um, I have to just pick out, and I don't like picking out players, but I just think that Philbs was um, was amazing. I, I I just think that the way in which she played in front of that back four was just so um she read the game so well and her distribution was good um and I just think she helped out that defense so much I just thought she had an incredible game I think that's the best I mean she's had some really good games for us and I think that was even the best that I've seen her play that's how high the quality was so I thought Anna Philby was amazing I thought it was a really strong performance in the second half from the team two fantastic goals um and, um, yeah, I was really pleased. I just think you know we've we we are just starting to we you could see the signs away at Southampton that we were starting to play better with more confidence. I think with Amy coming back, I think we just passed the pass the ball well when we've got her on the pitch because she's a really good passer of the ball and she's always available and she's you know I just think she gives us a little bit more calmness in at the back with her passing um she doesn't seem to get ruffled by anything, so I think having Amy back for the last couple of games has really helped um. Obviously, she went off early, Um, and I've I've looked at that again, Mike. Actually, and at the time we were saying, oh, she was pushed over the barrier. To be honest, she wasn't. I mean, she just tried to, she just went over it because she was desperately trying to keep the ball in, and um, and she's uh, my, my understanding from what she said after the game is that she actually hurt herself coming back over the barrier. She just tweaked her back as she was coming back over the barrier um after she went over it but she I watched it again on on uh, the FA player and she wasn't actually pushed at all no one touched her um the second incident on the other side by their dugout was a foul on I think it was Coral and it was a really late foul that was definitely when Coral went off the pitch on that side I think it was Coral on that side but um Amy wasn't touched, and um, it was just when she was coming back over the barrier that she tweaked her back, and that's why she she went off injured. So um, it's amazing, isn't it? When you see things back in the heat of the game, you think, "Oh, she was pushed over the barrier, ugh, off, off, off!" You know, and going crazy behind the goal. But actually, when you in the you know in the cool light of day, when you actually watch something back, and um, and, you, and, and you and you actually see what happened without all the emotion of watching a football match, it can it could look so much different and she wasn't touched she just uh, it was her it, it was just her m- momentum that took her over the barrier and then she was trying to get back over to get her back on the pitch and that's when she tweaked her back So there's no foul or anything there to be honest um even though at the time I was going crazy at the referee <laughs> but that's what that's football for you isn't it so um but yeah i thought we played really well second half and um deserved that win to, with the quality of the goals was just incredible and um yeah, I mean, I was really pleased, uh, really pleased for um, for Holly and uh, and 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 uh, Coral for for those goals because they were, and they're both in the Palace Goal of the Month competition as well, quite rightly so as well. Um, so I voted for Coral's because I just thought it, the way that, not only was it the winning goal, but I just thought it was right in that. In the, you could have had three goalkeepers in that goal, and they wouldn't have saved that. It was just a fantastic finish. So um, I voted for for um, Cole's goal in the Palace Goal of the Month. Um, I don't think there was that many from the first team that really stood out. So hopefully they got a chance to win that. But uh, yeah, that no, was good. It was really good. Really, what did you make of the game? You know, I've just been
0: racing from my office upstairs, downstairs, and I hope that you wouldn't finish before I got downstairs. Oh, I I I'd known. I'd stopped after ten seconds. Good, <laughs> I've just made it. We're good. Um, do you know what? First of all, interesting you say about Amy because I on the on the day I didn't think it was like a full out two hands full force in the back shove. I thought it looked like one hand, just a little bit of a there's a little bit of contact, a little nudge. That's not that's kind of you know you know when you see a player does a little nudge into the back of a player so they're the, not that. Player knocked the ball forward and out. That's how I kind of thought it was just like a little subtle hand, and that Amy's momentum then took her over the, the, the hoarding. Um, so it's interesting. I feel like I need to watch about myself now. Um, it's interesting, but you know, and it's, it's funny as well. You say about how she got injured because the way she flipped over the barrier was a full like. 180 over the top. Like, I can't explain it, but it's full like like a roly poly over the barrier. It was bizarre. Um, so it's. It, I'm surprised that it's climbing back over that that she's injured herself because you know you would have thought naturally that it happened uh, the way she's got sent the first time. But but I I said to you before. No, we've done these and where you've been at away games and I've watched it on a player. Um, and I do, when you look back at it without the emotional eyes, you do see. Differences things that on a match day, when you're in the moment and you that you, um, you know, you, you do get carried away with you, do, you know, you see this and you're absolutely adamant, and then you look back in it and you think, Oh, actually, <laughs> you know, so that does happen, it does happen a lot, and that's where obviously, you know, um, we did get to get the referee a bit of stick, but at all things, we get that, 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 that the officials on Sunday were not great across the, the game, um. But generally, the game, do you know what? It was, I suppose, after the Durham match, I I, I was expecting a lot. That's not, not a lot. That's not true. But, like, obviously, we had a really good performance against Durham. And then playing Sheffield, I knew they were going to come and be a decent team because they'd been, they'd been picking up results without the manager. And, obviously, with a new manager coming in, and he'd had two weeks to um, with the international break to work on things. And it was a huge game for them because it was their game in hand, over Coventry, and that. You know, I, I expected them to come down and cause us problems. We'd also never beaten them in this league. So we had that as well. Um, so I, I knew it wasn't going to be an easy game, but at the same time, you know, as, as it stands, we, we you look at the teams when you're playing the teams below us and you're thinking, right, well, this is where we've got to get our points. And obviously after the Durham performance, which even though it was 1-0, as we said, reviewing that game, it had been probably our best um, forward display since Blackburn. Um, you know so I kind of from off the back of that I was thinking you know keep the formation going we've got that consistency now so we'll we'll, we'll really give them a good game and I think I don't know what happened at the start um, but we just weren't at the races in the first half we had a couple of moments uh, Molly Sharp got through um, I think about 10 minutes in uh, forced to save but we just we couldn't get a grip of it um, and Sheffield United caused us a lot of problems. And literally, I remember Andy was saying, I think they got their first corner offer, and it did come from we us trying to pass out the back and losing the ball on the edge of the box. And one of their players, Andy, heard one of their players say to the rest of them, uh, "Come on, it's just like the gaff, just like the manager said, uh, they do it every time." Um, so we've said before about how we've got certain vulnerabilities which we've had all season and we believe that they get well we've heard other comments as well I know from Sunderland uh, when they play this but um, you know we believe that these other teams look at them and it's trying to exploit them and as another example of clearly they do Um, so we did cause some problems ourselves Um, you, you know United had chances. I mean they could have you could argue they could have been perhaps should have been two, maybe three nil up at half time, being realistic. Uh they had the one off the bar. I mean it's a bit of a looper, but it, you know, it's gone up and it's hit the top of the bar and gone out. But they also hit the post. Um they had they had basically the like um the same chance twice where they've it's been they've shot a cross goal. The first time it went just of the post. And the second time it's clipped the outside of the post and gone off. Um so, you know, they, they had a, some some good chances. Um and thankfully couldn't finish them. You know, and so it was, yeah, the first half we weren't there's a lot of disruption. Obviously, that Amy that happened to Amy early. She was then struggling and ended up having to go off. Um I think we, we seemed to play after game with ten players because they were, they were very, I thought they were very very Durham-like, but, you know, rough, um, heavy in the tackle, uh, a lot, you know, fouling. Um, and, I mean, there was injuries. I mean, they, one of their players picked up an injury and ended up having to go off. Um, and the way they were playing probably caused by one of the, them making a tackle. You know, it was the amount of injury time there was in the two halves, we had injuries in the second half as well, players going down. Um, yeah, so we were, a lot of disruption in the first half and, and Philbs ended up in centre-back um, with Corey after coming on to then go in the hole. And yeah, we just it took us a little bit of while to settle and then, um, you know, getting to half-time at 0-0. Because that's the thing, I think, in, uh, in other games, um, unfortunately, where some of the games have been, you know, when you play Bristol, when you play London City, you know, you're against... Attacking players who are just, you know, they know how to finish. They're far more lethal. They put you into the sword, and in um, those kind of games, we would have been, you know, several goals down by that point. But um, we weren't, and it was key. And we came out second half, and, and we kicked on a gear really. And you know, Sheffield United had, had still still caused a problem, um, but we were a, a much more settled side in the second half. I thought Phil, as you mentioned. Was an absolute warrior. She, once she settled down into the back, she was everywhere. You know, just that's, 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 that's not to discount what Lizzie was doing because, you know, Lizzie put in a rock solid performance as well. But Phillips was just, she was for me. She was our player of the match in the end. Um, and I, but also a big shout out to Molly Sharp. I thought she was a contender as well because obviously she's not. We don't normally play her out on the wing, um, and I wasn't sure how it worked because obviously recently, like Paige's been playing. Um, and has been a real threat for us. And she's got that that is that like running at pace for Paige and, and cutting in for defenders, getting the crosses in. And it's not always been Molly's game with us. Um she's always kind of been our 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 battery ram a little bit up top. Um but I thought, you know, she was our best our biggest threat first half. She was the one player that if we were gonna do anything up top, it, it it all went through moles. Um so you know, I thought real, you know, real real credit to her as well. But, yeah, second half, we were um, a better team, we more settled. Um, and saying so they were fouling in left, right and centre. And ironically, because I know uh, Morgan has complained about our first goal, saying that, because we were allowed to take a quick free kick, um, where two of their players sandwiched Annabelle in the first place. And then Annabelle's got up, spotted the ball. The referee's then not said anything. And then she's passed it to, to Holly. And, and at that point, they had four players in front of Annabelle in a lot like spaced out in the line who could have done something about it. They didn't. it has gone to Holly and she's taken a few touches forward and she's hit it from outside the box. You know, and they had defenders in front of her and a keeper. And she's rifled it in and, and you know absolutely I remember she'd she'd had a shot a couple of minutes previous from distance and it just was like a comfortable floater into the keeper's hands. And I remember thinking at the time and then everyone else afterwards had said they thought the same thing. When she's about to hit it, or oh, don't hit this. Don't do it. And then the next thing I you know, it's in the, in the corner of the net and we're all going nuts. You know, so you guys to show what we know. But, um, you know, superb goal and it is her second for us and, and both of them have been uh, been screamers. Um, so she doesn't, I, I was going to start getting a, she scores when she wants chant going for Holly, but we kept diverting on to other things. So, I might, we have to try and, I have to try and push that for this Sunday. Um, although she only scores screamers. But, um, you know, yeah, and put us one up. up. Um, and in all fairness, I thought, you know, the shift and came in a bit... They hadn't really done that much. And time's ticking down. And then they had a, a flurry where we, we got put under pressure and we were struggling to clear it. I, I felt we were starting to tire. Uh, we hadn't really... Other than the forced one, we hadn't made any changes. Um, I thought we were starting to get tired. Um, because the thing is, we can't... Like, for, for several weeks now, we... We haven't really got the numbers, so we, we can't fill a bench. And even the players on the bench, not all of them at times have been even fit and available to come on. So we've played a lot of football. Um and yeah, no, I thought we just I thought we were just tiring a bit in the game. They'd made several changes and we just hadn't. Uh and they had the, the flurry and then it's come out and um I can't remember her name, who, their player who's who's wellied it. I mean, it's a great strike. I thought I think it's gone in. It's the, it's it hit the bar, bounced down, and come out again. And we carry on playing, and we get to the half. But they, a load of Sheffield United, Sheffield United celebrate, uh, and then we get to the halfway line, and then the referee gives a goal. You know, and I, I'm still adamant. For me, I, I don't think you can give that goal. It's impossible to say 100% either way that it was or it wasn't. Uh, at the time, I say when you first hit it, I thought it was a goal. But when it's come back out again, I think, well, okay, wait a minute. Because there's nothing, there's no stanchion for it to hit with what inside the net to, to cause the bounce back that it had. It's like seeing it from our end. Um, the linesman didn't give it. The ref didn't give it originally. It took ages before the ref gave it. So we got to the halfway line. And if you actually look, because um, I've had this debate with... Um, Oh, what's his name? Ryan Laverty. Is it Ryan Laverty? What was his name? I think he's a media guy. I've had it on, on uh, Twitter. Ryan Laverty. You'll
1: have to correct me. Yeah, Laverty. That. Yeah, Laverty. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't know he was a Sheffield United fan. Uh, he's, he, he's a media guy, isn't he? He does media. Is that right?
1: Yeah, he does. He's, he is a Sheffield United fan. Yeah, he yeah. does women's me, women's football media. Yeah. Well,
0: he 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 he's Rich Laverty. Yeah, Rich, Rich, Rich. Yeah, he, uh, he he doesn't know. He doesn't hide his bias. That's for sure. So I had a back and forth with him for a while on Twitter whilst sitting outside my daughter's gymnastics class Uh, uh, where he was adamant it's a goal, he was adamant they hadn't done this, that and the other and he was 99.9% sure. And for me, I've watched the replay several times and on slow-mo and you can't see when the ball bounces down. He was making the point, it bounces behind Fran, but Fran wasn't lying on the line, she was just in front of it. But the angle the ball comes down at, it hits in the corner where like her head and her arm would be, but it bounces down at an angle where her feet by near her feet. You can't see that it's 100% over the line. You can't see that it's not quite gone over the line. But what you can see is it, it, as it bounces down, it's come back out again. And the, the way it's hit, the angle of it, for it to have gone fully over the line and come back out the way it did, the spin in it would have to be phenomenal. And even then, I still feel that the way because Crazy amount of spin. Having badly played tennis in my time and trying to put spin on the serves and stuff, the angle that the way it would have bounced back out again didn't tally to the way the angle it bounced off of that bar. So I don't think that spin was on it. So for me, I, there was no way. There's no way in hell. I say the linesman didn't give it. The referee didn't give it at first. And when you look at the fact of the Sheffield United player closest to it didn't celebrate they went to try and make a tackle to win the ball back in the box. I I don't think it's a goal. Uh, and I don't think there's anyway enough for on the date of giving it, but they did. And took Fran, Fran would have leveled Chloe's uh, clean sheet record for us since we've been promoted. And that got taken away from her. Um, and then modern point was, it? Was he put it at one all with about 15 minutes ago, I think it was. And, you know, we are, we're still quite fragile to a degree. You know, we, we, Given how things have gone for us this season, you know, to get back to one all, with all the momentum, and then with them and and what they're desperately fighting for, it could have easily been, you know, finish a draw. We go on to lose the game, you know. So it was a big, it was a big moment uh, and really key. And I think they it was it was they, they did it wrong it, for me. It was a, a decision influenced by the players celebrating. It was a what do we do? Uh, well, let's celebrate. Let's, let's just go with the goal. I think it's just done on a guess, um, unfortunately. And it could have cost us. But thankfully, it didn't because we got ourselves together. And we pushed forward again. Um, and then Coral has ended up doing what Coral does best. Uh, and she, the ball falls through the box and she hits it first time, plumb into the top corner uh, in front of us five minutes later to put us back in front. Um you know, jubilation from us again in the crowd, and and it was, it was for me, it was justice done. Uh, not only because I say the goal for me, their goal shouldn't have counted, but I just feel the way that they played. There's a good, they're a good team. There's, you know, the, the way they played, at the full didn't look like a team at second bottom. Uh, I know we're not the yardstick, but you know, they didn't look like a team at a second bottom. And you can see that if they keep doing what they're doing, they, you know, it, they will be. More of a problem for Coventry than I think Coventry probably would have thought a couple of weeks ago with the four thousand additions that they've made to their team. Um, but you know, so there's there's a lot there that I think they they can kick on, and obviously we're gonna we go back up there again. We could play them again in two weeks' time. that going be a hell of a you know that'd be a very very tough game for us, um, and you can easily see the result going the other way. But the way that they played at times is very. It, 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 very dirty and as I say the amount of injuries that happened in the game I mean we lost Kirsten Riley at, at, right at the start of the second half she came out for the huddle and I think collapsed um, and ended up having to be subbed off and then I think AJ got taken out late, later in the game and you know so I just kind of felt it was a bit of justice done even though as I say they, they should have been well ahead at half time I, kind of, I kind of felt it was a bit of justice done for football um, then we got back ahead and then we and then we did the, the job to see it out and um, um, a huge three points, really, for us. Um, A, it's it's back-to-back home wins, uh, or wins in general. Um, so it's only the second time this season since the opening two games that we've won, back-to-back league games, I believe. Um, we've... Well, I think before this, we only had one... Before the Durham game, we only had one home league win, or season, which was Coventry, and now we've got three. Um, You know, and also, this is only the second time since September when we played Blackburn in the league that we scored two goals in the game. And uh, the other one was the 3 2 loss at Coventry. So, little bits and pieces for us, you know, really big for us. And, and before I just get you past kind of back to yourself again, feel for comments. And obviously, we can then look to bring Shahan in for Bristol City. But for um, so me, one of the things where it really stands out these last two weeks have been huge for us because we went into that Durham game and we were dropping down the table. Uh, We hadn't won in the league this year. You know, we'd struggled for wins in general. Um, Players had left and players were injured and performances were poor. And we, we went into the Durham game and Sheffield United won and Coventry won. And if we had failed to lose, if we'd have lost to Durham that day, we'd have been on 15 points with Sheffield United behind us on 11 and then Coventry on six, which I know six to 15 is a, a lot, but momentum and stuff, with say with the amount of stuff they've done. If we'd have then a, a week later lost this game to Sheffield United, that'd have been a point behind us and we would have been sweating. And, you know, that. But two wins, suddenly we're on 21 points. We've climbed up two places and we've got a five-point gap over Lewis, you know. And so it, it's been a huge two weeks for us, really momentous for a lot of reasons, performances, results, what it's done for us on the table. And, and for me, you know, I kind of feel, for when we talk about the Bristol game, but those two results have taken a hell of a lot of pressure off of our, our performance uh, for Sunday. Um so yeah, no, I don't know if there's anything else from what I've shared, Phil, that if you, you've picked up on or anything you wanted to comment on. But um yeah, that's just generally how I feel about how last Sunday went for us.
1: Yeah, I agree with all of that. I thought, I agree certainly that I don't think the referee and linesman knew that, that was their goal was was over the line. I think they just the reaction of some of the Sheffield United players made their mind up for them but the players nearest to the goal carried on playing so that tells you quite a lot as well so i don't think they knew if it went over the line no one no one probably even knows now because we've never seen uh, conclusive footage of it going over the line but luckily we came back and we managed to win the game i think you're right about those two games i think the only thing i'd say is that um it's football is very much a confidence game you know when you're when you're confident It makes such a massive difference to the way you play, how you feel that you're not worried about making mistakes. Um, And it just changes the whole complexion of the team and the way they play. And I think those, those two results have really helped with that. So we should have a lot of confidence going into Sunday's game. I'm really looking forward to it. I, I think it's going to be a massively tough game. I think Bristol City are just an amazing team, but um, but I think the confidence that we've picked up from those two games will certainly help us and uh, give us half a chance at least. Yeah, yeah, I agree with everything you said.
0: Yeah, you, no, you're right. Confidence breeds confidence, isn't it? As the old the old saying goes. Um, and as I say, we, we need it because you could see that. As I say, we just had so many disruptions this season, uh, on and off the pitch. You know, it's it it's been somehow the season that in the summer promised to be the greatest thing ever has ended up being a complete minefield. It's bizarre how it's gone. Um, but for the players, you know, and I, I, I'm just really pleased for the players because it's got to have been really tough for them this year. There's so many things that they've gone through. Um, and, you know, so to, to start, being able to settle and, and get results on board and... Um, you know, just start as you say, get that confidence going again, and the belief in, in what we're doing and everything. You know, they, they've they've earned that, and yeah. And, and the thing as well players like Holly Holding because she wasn't playing at all um, to start the season, and then was cut when she came in. You know, had a, had a poor game up at, at Bristol in the cup, um, and that was the thing. You had players. That were coming in for the odd for the odd one appearance and not in the team again, and you were never able to settle down or, or get you know ease the nerves or you know get into the flow of what we're doing. I um, kind of Holly went through that, but this year she's um, now getting regular games, and we're seeing her improve game on game. And as I say, she, you know, she's got keeps pulling out the old Weldy out of her pocket, um, and. You know she deserves a mention for that because, as I say, you know it's it's not easy because there are so. I think if we all sat down and picked generally throughout the season, picked our starting eleven, you know, there's majority of the players would be the same picked by all of us. Um So that to do that, there's people are going to miss out, and then it's it's not easy when and you see it in the men's game, don't you? you see it in like the League Cup, you know, and a big team goes out because they fielded. Their their second string or other players to give them some game time, but we never really take into account is the fact of well those players haven't played a competitive senior game for, you know, five six seven eight weeks, and then you put a whole load of them into a lineup in one go. Funny enough, it, it ain't it hasn't worked because they've not built up. Momentum, they're not built of confidence. They're not the linkage that you get with playing together regularly, like like we've been seeing. We've had Amy and and Lizzie have been our two centre backs. Obviously, Fields had to drop back there on on Sunday in the end. But right, this is our centre back bearing. So you build from that. You start from that. They start to build a working connection together, you know, and, and going forward. But when you're not playing games, you can't do that. So it's been tough for Holly, um, you know. And, and credit to her for, for you know to keep working and. and now is is you know she's getting the benefits from that we're all getting the benefits from that so you know it's still a long way to go um and as you say Sunday it's going can be incredibly difficult um but as I say I think no, though these two results have massively taken the pressure off because if we were still on 15 points no win now in March like the men's team no win in, in 2023 in the league well, the men's team in general, but, you know, if we'd have gone, going into Sunday with that, and with Sheffield United a point behind us and we're still only the nine ahead of Coventry, you would, you know, you're going to start picking up more points. I'd be worried. I'd be really worried. But, you know, two wins later and, as I say, we're we're sixth and we've got, we've got a gap. So, it's a different, it's a different game for us now on Sunday. um, Thankfully. So, Uh, right, I mean, before... Is there anything else you want to mention, Phil, before I move move us on and uh, bring in Shahan, is Kylie able to come in?
1: Um, no, just to say that I absolutely agree with you about Holly Olden. I think... Um, uh, I, I, I didn't see this coming with her. She's been incredible for the last few games. I saw at Southampton how much ground she covered and I, I was in, I was amazed because she never stopped running. And she must be super fit because she gets up and down that pitch for 90 minutes brilliantly. So um, absolutely, really good shout by you, Mike. I think she deserves that. I think she's been incredible and uh, deserves her place in the team without a doubt. I think she's been really good the last few games. Um, But yeah, I agree with that, with everything else as well. I think, yeah, spot on as always. Thanks. The only
0: thing that's let her down is she's only got the two goals still, whereas Kirsty Barton's got 18 in no appearances. So... uh...
1: (laughs) Yeah, you, know. you had to bring that up again. Yeah, yeah, um, of course. Did. I do I don't...
0: Shahan about it. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So obviously that was that. That was Sheffield United. Um, this Sunday we bring we welcome table toppers. Uh, Shahan, I'm sure, will be delighted to hear the phrase Bristol City uh, come down to Hayes Lane. Uh, their win midweek, as i mentioned earlier, has put them three points clear now at the top of the table. Um, so. Shahan, first of all, can you, can you hear us?
2: Hi, good evening Mike, good evening folks, good evening everyone else. Yes, I can hear you.
0: Excellent, excellent. Good evening, man. Thank you for coming on. I know, obviously, you're quite busy and everything, and it's all last minute, so I appreciate you having the time to pop in and chat with us.
2: Yeah, no worries. And for, yeah, for your listeners who do know who I am... um, I'm a board member of the Brussels City Sports Club and Trust, I'm representing the city women fans, and I'm also I also do a lot of the social media on the Brussels City Fixing Cast podcast.
0: Excellent. I'd like to think by now uh, you're, you're coming a regular for us. I think you've got your hat trick ball now, so um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. Hopefully, I think people will, will recognise and and it's always great. I think I think you were uh, yourself and Jim were the first contact I had with fans from another team when you, you guys approached me last season, so um, yes. after the opening game. So uh, it's always good to have you on. And hopefully, I've to, to, met DM, um last year, the Lionesses-Northern Ireland game. But uh, hope, hopefully, you should be getting to meet yourself on Sunday for the first time as well. So um, it's always nice to kind of, you know, meet the person you've been talking to for ages.
2: I mean, um, we haven't met, met before when you've come to the HPC. Oh, no, HPC's
0: I, I haven't been there. Have you not? So it's no, it's harsh. You're going to be talking about Phil. This is common. Phil gets credited yeah. for anything I do, so
1: <laughs> I, I get the credit for everything. So, um, yeah, I've met you a few times, Shahan, and uh, oh. but Mike's
2: never made it there. So, um, oh, sorry, yeah. I, I've, I've always thought you, you had been there before, Mike. Sorry about
0: that. No, no, it's harsh. Don't worry about it.
2: <laughs>
0: right, right. We're, we're swiftly moving on from uh, from that. Um, obviously. Ahead of a season that Bristol were having uh, this year, compounded by say you won you won midweek, you game in hand over London City to put yourselves top of the table. So, and I saw Shania Howes who's scored the goal. He's been a hell of a signing for you this year. So obviously, silly question, but from a Bristol point, how how are you finding this season?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, good, good question, Mike. Yeah, I I've, I think we we've learned from from the experience of being in the championship. Last season, and we've managed to keep most of these squads from last season. Obviously, build on from that with a few new additions, such as, as you say, uh, Shania Hales. And I think um, a few other key signings include Emily Syme, who have, who's just been fantastic in the meal in, in midfield, forming a partnership with Amy Palmer. And more recently, uh, Rachel Furness, uh, who left Liverpool to join us and potentially win the championship again <laughs> with another club. Um, and also the fact that we finally beat London City Liners just a few weeks ago in a delayed game. So, yeah, it's it feels great to be top of the table, but I know potentially, you know, if we, st- like it is in the Championship, if one team slips up, someone else could take advantage of that. So, yeah, I think there's more uh, pressure on, on us. But I think from a fan's point of view, it's exciting, you know, to be winning most of the time or um, we're not scoring as not scoring as many goals especially Abby and she's not scoring as many goals but I think that's probably because maybe teams have figured her out or maybe she, um, this is more emphasis on other players scoring goals such as you know Shania Hales or even Jesse Willy, or of course former Palace player Phil Morgan um, yeah I mean yeah it's great in the league um, obviously we ha- we got annihilated by Man City twice already this season in the Conti Cup and the FA Cup but at least experience is out of the way now uh we don't have to worry about that just yeah just focus on this on league and yeah this sunday will be be my first ever trip to hazel lane um yeah dm and their partner partner are going to be there and myself and and a few others from bristol are going to be driving up on the sunday myself and a few others it'll be our first time there hazel lane i'm going to meet dm and that there because i think they're already staying with dm's family and then gonna head down on sunday and yeah we're gonna um bring our flags and even potentially potentially bring our drum I assume drums are allowed at Heasley
0: yeah yeah they are I mean normally it's just a biscuit tin whatever it's kind of become one of our songs now because uh, Lewis bought a, what they called a drum and it literally just sounded like someone banging a biscuit tin um, and someone the other week bought one as well I can't think who it was it might have been old oh, Dirty Durham bought something down and um, <laughs> so yeah no drum, drums are allowed um, and yet, flags just don't put them up by our side because I Watford. Watford when they came down for the cup, must have. I don't cut cl- the club did it, but they put flags behind the goals at each end. So I pulled them back over the railing and tied them up on our side. So that they, <laughs> they, they couldn't see them on our side because that's, that's that's where our players go. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, I, I mean, I'm trying to figure out where well where our flags are going to go because you recommend offline. You recommended to us, Mike. You know, away fans go in the. Cricket Club Terrace, which I think is the stand behind the dugouts. Yeah, and I think DM and Nat when they were there last year, I think they were in a different stand, but they didn't quite remember where they were because they just turned up on the day and just stood wherever, really. Um, yeah, I guess like, it will be our first time with Hayes and Look forward to. Um, hopefully, it, from from um, unlike the last game or the last game it, back in August twenty twenty one, hopefully it won't be as lively. You know, you conceded in the penalty after like twenty seconds or something.
0: Oh um, no! I hope I hope it is like that game because we scored four goals. <laughs> <in that game. laughs> but uh, but uh, no, I mean the uh, in terms of your flags, that terrace behind the goal, it's got the the the, the railings type things that you should be able to hang your your flags off of. Um. Of, yes, otherwise, cause... now it's the
2: the other ends are proper stands now. So. Because uh, I didn't notice on the stand where. All your flags are. You guys collate in the corner. I swear, like on the other side, there's like a barricade, and there's like no flags there. I don't know if that's a spot for away flags or not. is it just been barricaded off for no reason? Uh, No, we've. I don't know what that that barricade is
0: right at the end because we've now got so many flags that we take up pretty much the entire stand. Yeah. With flags, but yeah, there's a random thing in the corner, probably just put there because. I oh, suppose away fans go along behind the goal. Uh, I don't, don't know why it's there, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but no. Um, but yeah, you should be able to, to, as I say, the way that the ratings are designed in that side terrace. Um, you should be hopefully be able to put your flags up there. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask you, you, you kind of mentioned with goals-wise. Uh, I feel like at the start of the season, the goals were flowing, for, 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 especially when you play us. Um, <laughs> but it does feel like because obviously I've been doing, I've been running the um, the championship predictor league all season, and I think I've lost a lot of points. Where I say at the start, I felt like you were scoring freely. In, in the last like three or four months, it feels like your games are at least on the scoreline wise are a lot closer and a lot more like by one goals. And and is that the case? And if so, what what do you think's changed about? In general, why that's become a lot closer for you?
2: Um, yeah, um, I'm not quite fully sure to be honest, but um, I know for a fact that you know, I think London City Lionesses, um might have you know when they were level one point two of us have like a bigger goal difference because they have much of more of a goal threat. But I think I said earlier, like maybe people figured out, uh, oh, the opposition defenses figure out the likes of Abby Harrison, for example. Or um maybe it's just yeah, you know, finishing in the final third. But yeah, I'm sometimes I do worry like you know, we when we're not winning or clearly winning by like a goal or two, but it's more it's more recently, especially in the game against Lewis, which was only a one-nil. and uh, could have potentially been more had it not been for Sophie Whitehouse in goal, of course, used to left Bristol City to join Lewis in the summer. Um yeah, I mean I I mean of course going back to the previous game uh back in August twenty twenty one, of course we scored three goals and still ended up losing, but yeah, I'm I'm not quite sure what's gonna happen this Sunday. I mean I'm I'm hoping for a win, obviously. Uh I'd probably say like a two year win with uh realistically, but yeah, I'm I, I, I'm not quite sure I mean we do have we do have like the goals, but they, they come sporadically. Or at least I mean I I think we only had one nil nil this season, and that was the game away at Blackburn, which I was out early in February. But yeah, Shania Hale, she's now the top goal scorer in the league. Um, I mean, she's definitely top of goal goal scorer for the club, yeah. But it's good to see that start, already, and I hope she can keep it up and potentially win the Golden Boots. And actually, I had a question for you guys. Um, I don't know if you are aware, but um, we've one of our lone players for the second half of the season is Gracie Pierce from. Tarnum who used to be on them with yourselves. Um, I was going to ask you you and your listeners, like, from a Palace point of view, like, do you have any memories of her, or like, or particularly moments that you remember from when she wore Palace colours?
0: Yeah, you know, we 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 mentioned her a little while ago on the pod. I think after she she joined you, Uh, because we we were quite surprised that you'd you'd signed her, and then I remember I think Phil was there for like one of her first games, and she'd. Uh, gone straight into the team, um, and we were both surprised because we, we we signed her a couple of seasons ago. Uh, it was her and Grace Garrard both joined from the Arsenal youth team, the Arsenal Academy. Um, and Garrard played like I think two subs appearances. She's at Watford now. Um Gracie Pierce joined for the rest of the season, uh, straight into the team. And then in the summer, signed for Spurs and then came back to us alone for the, all the last season. And, I mean, she played all the time. But, see, we we, we all, I know, Phil, you know, If correct me if, I, if I'm wrong, but we, we never really got, felt like, she, we thought there's no way she's going to play for Spurs. Um, And to be honest with you, I didn't think she was, the way she had, at the time we saw her, that she looked like A set back for a a team such as yourselves who are a settled side chasing the promotion, to be honest with you. Um, And, you know, I mean, the problem is, I mean, our defence every year is we we ship goals. It's what we do. Um, And, you know, whether it's the case, I do think sometimes when we discussed it on the pod this year with with certain players in defence and stuff where you can kind of get pulled down by those around you. So maybe it just was maybe with better players to play alongside her. That enhances her game. I don't know. Um, but we we were quite surprised. Phil. I don't know if you have anything different to that um, about Gracie.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's she was young, wasn't she? I mean, I, I think she was only 19 when she joined us. So she's probably only 20 or 21 now. Um, so she's still very young um we played her in a couple of positions she played i remember watching her at right back once i think it might have even been a game at celeste park when we played someone and and she it might be in Sunderland last season when she played at right back. And I just thought she was just looked really uncomfortable there. And we still played her there for quite a few games, actually. And I just didn't think that was her strongest position. Um, and then she played it when she played in the middle. She looked a bit more solid. Um, but um, I, I was the reason I was so surprised that she joined Bristol City was because Bristol City don't concede many goals. I mean, your goals conceded is the lowest in the league, anyway, um, Shahan. And 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 also, I'm really impressed with your defence. So, I mean, obviously, you know, you haven't they haven't had much to do against Palace in the four nil and the three nil and the four nil last year. I mean, I've 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 literally been i think the last two times i've been to um the high performance center in bristol i think we've lost eight nil on aggregate (laughs) and we usually concede in the first minute so um it's a a long old trip knowing that you're probably going to get hammered i must admit but um I've, i've always been really impressed with your defense even though they've not had that much to do against us um when we have threatened um you know, obviously, Fran Bentley's a fantastic goalkeeper. But in front of her, there's some really good players. I've really, always been impressed with Leah Cataldo. I think she's a fantastic footballer. Really, really good. Um, really great young players Bristol City have got. I mean, really good for the future. For such a young team, you know. Um, and um, and I, 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 so I, I, I just thought, mm, that's odd, because you don't probably need Gracie. Um, and from my memories of her at Palace, I think definitely been um my views been swayed by the fact that she was out of position, I think, as well, but playing at right back um for a couple of games and I don't think that helped her. But I didn't think she was be- any better than any of the players that you've got. So I I was thinking maybe she'd just be there for cover. But she has actually been starting and she scored against Manchester City, didn't she, the other night. So um so yeah it's all um it's all very um it's very, it's very surprising to me really but I mean Chahan, how, she, how how has she played when you've seen her Has she has she fitted in really well and she played well I did see her against um uh, London City and she had a good game in that game I have to say she played really well um in the 3-1 win against London City but generally are you are you are you impressed with her?
2: Yeah. So um, sorry, I, I kind of but 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 no, I know it's live. So um, your audio did cut out a little bit, Phil. But I did get you, I did hear what you said, uh, pretty much. But yeah, uh, so I didn't notice this at the time, but I think Grace, Gracie Pierce came in to the club, uh, as some cover because some two of our usual defenders, uh, Brooke Aspen and. And Chloe Mustake uh, are currently out at the moment. Brooke Aspen uh, has been suffering from illness; uh, she had to go in the hospital um, at the start of the season, and so she's slowly recovering. She's she's back training, but she's not match ready yet. And Chloe Mustake, uh, who who joined this summer, uh, she's she's had a groin injury, so she's been out for the last couple of months. But yeah, I think I think Grace C. Pierce, she's alongside Grace Clinton, uh, another lonely who's joined from Manchester, Manchester United. Um, yeah they've settled in really well and, and I think Gracie Pierce feels like a natural player in that position and and I can I could see why I think yeah she won't get get more, get more game time and yeah you're right though she did score she was the sole goal scorer for against Man City last week weekend and yeah she um, and yeah and I think yeah she she's Standing with really, really well. I mean, you mentioned there about the Cataldo Phil. Um I think she's coming back from an injury because she actually came off a half time at a game um a couple of weeks ago and she didn't play in the Man City FA Cup game last Sunday. She was a sub on the uh last Wednesday at the game against Lewis. So she might return this Sunday, but again, I'm not quite sure. However, it's one thing um worth observing, uh for you guys, as well, is so, that um, our current cap, our captain Amy Palmer? Um, she came off, off for half time in the Man City game on Sunday and wasn't in the squad at all for the Lewis game. So, I think she might have picked up an injury or a knock, but the club haven't released an update or statement about that. So, potentially, she might miss the game on Sunday or she might be on the bench or hopefully she might even come back. No, I'm not knock, I should But yeah. So that's one thing, us fans and your fans will probably. Should be aware because Amy Palmer is really keen midfield uh, as she was last season.
0: I think for us we'll be hoping that she won't be available then. <laughs> <laughs> she's keen your midfield. Um, I, I'd, I'd put money on Abby Harrison scoring because she say she's not been scoring many goals. I think she hadn't scored all season. Then scored two against us in the space of about five minutes in the uh, our first game against you this year. So um, just very quickly on Gracie, she. She did play a couple of games at right back for us. But the majority of last season, she was in a back two with AJ. Um, and then when we switched to the five, she was the left side of the three with Amy Everett and then AJ. So that was where she played for us for the majority of last season. Um, but as I say, sometimes it's, as far as she's young, you know, another year of experience. And it's, it all depends who you're playing around as well, doesn't it? You know, yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting. Um, I wonder whether if you do go up, whether she's a player, you then keep, whether she ends up back in the Championship again on loan next year. Um, but it is interesting. It's, it's quite curious at the moment, isn't it, to look at players that kind of age when they're coming down here? Like, with Emily Orman played all of last season for us, and this year, and don't think she's played any senior football anywhere. Um, so, um, yeah, no, it's interesting. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think she's still with Chelsea, but I think she's more like third choice goalkeeper now or something. Maybe a fourth,
0: you know she's not in the their reckoning for for starting. You know, even being on the bench for the senior team. Um, it might be that they they wanted to keep her around those keepers and um and in their camp and like I suppose a bit like Phil Foden, because he actually got game time. But yeah, interesting. But is you know, it's interesting to see with some of these players when they come down and. Um, and, and where they go in their next steps, really, because that golf, you know, continues to grow between the two leagues. So as you, as you may sound like next season.
2: Um, yeah. So I, I don't know if that was intentional. When you mentioned it, Phil Foden or not because he scored twice against uh, in the game in the FA Cup game between Bristol City and Manchester City Men a few nights ago, which I was at.
0: I, it wasn't actually. Do you know what the last I knew was? It, it was one 0 I hadn't seen the full time. Now, all I knew was you probably would stick to the back team for Man City this season. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> well the women's team definitely I think for the men for the men's team it was the first time facing them in five years so um, yeah I think, I think that game was, was a good result 3-0 it was a good good performance but yeah I digress um, yeah. <laughs> yeah well bringing it back I mean, if it helps obviously you mentioned about the goal
0: difference with yourself in London the City I think, I think we are the reason that they've got a three goal better goal difference than you after they beat us 5-0 and uh, about a month ago uh, and there's every chance that we'll probably level that up for you this weekend um, so you won't be behind the God difference anymore <laughs> uh, if we sit through the form uh, so we, we might do you a favour there
2: I mean potentially um, so I mean, I, I do apologize I missed the start of the show but I don't know if it has been mentioned yet or something you're going to come on to but with the, with the game taking place or overlapping uh, the County Cup final, which is at Salhurst Park, um, it got announced today that it's a sellout for the first or the County Cup final was sold out for the first time. It was going to be always going to be the most attended County Cup final ever, like twenty four thousand people. Um, and I just hoping I hope that won't just take away some of the red, uh magic that you see at Hayes Lane, or do you know people who would usually go to see Palace women, but instead go into the County Cup final?
0: Yeah, no we hadn't mentioned it um to be honest if you're trying to avoid not avoid it but it's, it's a it's a bone a bugbear with us with one of the many issues we're having this season off the pitch um that the irony of we're hosting the the country the Cup final yet haven't ever didn't advertise the one home game that we played in it the main club never even advertised because it's a Hayes Lane, and don't advertise any of our games at Hayes Lane, and all sorts. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of ironies and stuff going on at the moment. But yeah, you're right. Big crowd. I'm really, really hoping that the money that is raised from it goes into the women's team. Uh, I don't expect it, but I'd like you know, I'd like you like to think that's where it would go. And um, I know where uh, Daniel he he's going. He's he's he had his fan. He didn't realise the women were at home to Bristol City. So, he got tickets for the Conti Cup final. Um, I don't know if there's others. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Our crowds have dwindled this season. We've, we've, we've set the record twice with the two games at Sellhurst. But as I say, the main club's done nothing to promote. It ignores every game at Hayes Lane, so we've never built on it. Um, and our tendencies have definitely been lower the last few months. Um, so, I don't know whether it have an impact or not. Um, be interesting because obviously, I don't know how many neutrals you are going to get at that game. Um, but yeah, no, I suppose we'll see. But I am um, hope hopefully. I mean, for me, if you are a Palace fan, you should be choosing the Women Palace Palace team over watching two two other teams playing. You know, I know it's a cup final, it's an occasion, but when your own team's playing, that's that's, that's where you for me the choosing would be. But, um, yeah,
2: well, at least both teams in the kind Cup final don't have far to travel. Well, I assume not far. I mean, within London, but
0: no, that, that's true. No, that, I mean, that, that in that kind of sense, that's more sensible, isn't it? We always say that it's like when you, you get an, an FA Cup semi final, is Man City versus Liverpool, and it's in London, and it's like it, you know, it, as you say, it's worked out. I mean, it it'd have worked out if Man United had got to the final, it'd have been local for them as well. For their fans, so <laughs> you know, um, but <laughs> but no, um, it, it's an interesting question, and I suppose I would say we'd see on, on Sunday, but I'm, I'm I'll be honest with you, and, and again, Phil, so correct me if you feel any different, but I don't think we'd really notice because it, when when I look at the crowd we had, like Coventry at the start of the season around us and stuff like that, and then and I look at it recently, this, this year, well, probably since the Lewis County Cup game. Um, it's just it's it's not really our crowd wise. It's just not really been there. So I, I feel like you wouldn't really notice if we if some we'd lost out on some people. I don't know if you feel any different, Phil.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think most. I think our crowds have, have halved. I think from last season to this season, I think we're literally getting half the numbers. And when you consider we brought in fifteen new players, we've gone full time. Everything is was set up for us to have our best ever season. And for lots of reasons, so many reasons, I mean, there's so many things that could have been done better throughout the season. Um, there's been disillusionment amongst the supporters and a lot of people that were regulars um, for lots of reasons as well. Some people have moved away slightly and they've got longer journeys like Donna. But a, a lot of the um, a lot of the regulars um, don't come anymore. That used to come all the time Um and, um, we've, yeah, I think our, our attendances have probably halved. I really do. I think, you know, we were getting 500 most games um, a couple of years ago. When we played Man United, we got over about 1,000 uh, at Hayes Lane. When we played at Sellers, we had 1,800 for the first game and 2,000 for the second game this season. But at Hayes Lane, I think we're getting 300 max. And I think it's, you know, we, we were getting five or 600 in most games. Um, I think it's just, I don't know, it's just a number of things. Um, The results, obviously, you know, a winning team builds up excitement in the fan base and you can get brings people out, obviously. But there's just been so many, so many issues this season, so many things behind going on behind the scenes and loads of poor, quite a few poor performances and um changing kickoff times at the last minute doesn't help. You know, once people get out of the habit of going, you know, we we had people that were due to to come to the game when it was at two o'clock last week. Five days before the game, they changed the kickoff to twelve. And some people had changed their shifts and stuff and at work and they and they couldn't now make the new time. Five days' notice, that would never happen in the men's game. There's so many things that have happened, so many Disappointments um, off the pitch and the way that things have been run by the club, Um, it's definitely made an impact. And I think, yeah, we're I think we're getting three hundred max now, whereas we were getting five to six hundred every home game I think before, um, certainly a couple of years ago. So it's just really disappointing, and I think. It's, there's a lot of learning from this season that the club need to to, to build you know for next season need, need to change the way they've managed this but it's a shame i I don't think there'd be much of a difference b- between the crowd that we would have got if there was or was or isn't um. Uh, a, a cup final at Selhurst. I think most of those supporters would wouldn't wouldn't be coming to watch Palace women. Most Palace fans will be there. Who would have been there anyway? There might be a few that just go to the cup final, like you say. You know, if, if they forgot about this game or didn't re- realise, and they bought tickets for the Conti Cup game. But um, I would imagine most of those fans will be Arsenal and Chelsea fans, and a few neutrals. But I think most of the Palace fans will still be a Hayes Lane. That would have gone anyway. That's my, that's that's my view of it all.
2: I mean, would it be the first time that the trophy's been in the South Park for a while? That's harsh. That's, <laughs> I mean, you're I not mean, wrong.
0: You're not wrong, but that's it's harsh. You've I mean, I'm like the Tate Systems Trophy uh, trophies at that stadium. I have you know, thank you very much.
2: I mean, I, I mean, I'm. I mean, I can't really joke either. I mean, I. I mean, Ashingate doesn't have many. Ooh, hasn't had a football trophy in ages, and think other than the Arnold Clark Cup, that's probably the first time a football trophy's been at Ashton for quite some time.
0: Plus, in all fairness, there's there's a few uh, championship playoff final trophies there, and you you wouldn't even know what one of those are. So.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's 15 year anniversary this year, of course. Uh.
0: <laughs> but, right. So, um, I'll be, yeah. just mentioned that I'll be interested to see whether parish. Turns up at that game on Sunday.
2: What well, a Hayes Lane um, game yeah. or, or, or the Selhurst no, well, game?
0: Haze, he's never going to turn up a Hayes Lane game. There's more chance of <laughs> santa turning up with the two fairy and you know, and and Michael Jackson or something like that than there is parish turning up at Hayes Lane on on Sunday. Uh, no, mm. if he turns up at Sellers and not, uh, I'll be curious because
1: oh, I bet he is because there'll be, yeah, it'll be it's a, a cup final and he'll be he'll be yeah. the cameras will be there and. I'm sure he'll be there with the cameras on him and that, yeah, oh yeah, but he's never ever, as far as I'm aware, and I've been home and away like nearly every game for years, I, 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 I've never seen him at a women's palace game, so no. if he turns up at this cup final when we're playing like seven miles away down the road, I will be like very, very annoyed because he should be go- going to watch his team, not them, you know, to but be perfectly got, honest.
0: He's on this new committee though, isn't he? So, you know, he's a he's a hero of women's football. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, do, you, do you two have any other questions about Bristol City or, or do any of your listeners have any other questions that they want to ask about anything from a Bristol City perspective?
0: Uh, Phil, yeah, yourself, and don't mention Phil, Mo- Phil Morgan, please.
1: I always mention <laughs> Fionn. She's one of my favourite players. I was gutted when she left. Um, and she's, uh, yes, yeah, she's been brilliant. But no, I'm, I'm going to ask about something else, actually, Shahan. Um, just out of interest, and um, and I have looked, at, and I haven't seen anything, and I know they had half and half scarves against Man City that you were annoyed about. But do Bristol City in their merchandise have any specific women's merchandise, like a scarf that actually says Bristol City Women on it, and things like that? Is there anything at all?
2: Um, I think I know why you're asking Phil because I think I might have seen a tweet or similar to yet you have posted. um Actually, I don't think I have seen a scarf or an official scarf that does say Bristol City Women. I think it just says Bristol City or BCFC. Um, I think you might have seen a photo of me wearing a Bristol City WFC shirt, which um, I got arranged to be made by the one team in Bristol fanzine uh, back when I used to write for them. Um, Yeah, so they've done some Bristol City Women t-shirts in all the colours of all the home, away and third kits. But yeah, there's, there's no, um, I think there, 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 there is proceed women merchandise, but that's usually the kits. But of course this year, um, for the first time in quite a few years, all the men's and women's kits have the same shirt sponsor. Uh, cause for the last few years, up until this season, processing men shirts had a betting company or a gambling company on, on the front. And for the women, they just use Yo Valley, which is like a Yo company or something but no i haven't seen any i haven't seen anything like hats or scarves saying Bristol c see women they, they do say Bristol c but again they can be i think it just can be assumed and they can can be worn both the men's and women's games
1: oh thanks Johan. so
2: you know before the kits were the same
1: this season when there were two different sponsors could you actually buy the women's kit and the men's kit in the in the club shop
2: Yes, you could. You, you could buy them um, separate. Yeah, yeah. You, you you could buy the men's care and all the women's care. Uh, but it was this year, uh, partly down to some of the co- work I did in, involving the club or asking them as part of my duties within the Bristol City Sports Clement Trust. So from this season, um, you can now get uh, b- the Barclays Women's Championship badges on your shirts and also get your name, get a name and number printed in the championship font, which Bristol City have started to do this season. I think a few other non-WSL clubs have also started to do as well because I think I saw like a picture of a show which I think Mike had, I think it was like with Molly Sharp's name, but it was in the Premier League font because I think when you got the shirt at the time, Mike, the club, your, your shop didn't do the championship font.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it still doesn't. Uh, we don't. Ours doesn't do the championship font. Can't get the badges. I had to tell them because with the with the men's team, all the players are built into the computer. So if you want a shirt printed, even at the start of the season, if you want it done in a player, it's already set up, registered for them to put the order through. And I had to tell them um, the name and the number for Molly, and I got Annabelle on the on the the third shirt, uh, and then in the process educate the the member of staff as to who they were uh, <laughs> and some of money's achievements with us um, so now we're we're, um, we're well behind in that um, which is where I imagine Phil was going with a sense of because this year as well with us it's the first year that uh, the men's and women are sponsored by the same company which is Cinch um, previous years we've had a different sponsor I mean with last year at the start of the season well when we played yourselves, we had no shirt sponsor and um, and so but obviously the difference was is well like you said, we couldn't buy that kit. So we've never even had that option um of when the women's kit was their own. Um we we couldn't buy that. Um but if you do need some Bristol City women's merch, Phil has started up a Boy style black market merchandising <laughs> company. Uh as you you'll see on Sunday when we will turn up with We've got hats and polo shirts. Although I'll be me with Blanchard shirts still. But um, so if you need the Bristol City women's line done on the, on the secret, he's, he's your guy.
1: I'll give good commission. Don't worry, it won't cost you too much a to hand. But I've got some good contacts now. If you want any beanies done, just let me know. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so although, although we now do the men's and women's shirts available, plus the respective lettering and and fonts. Um one thing that's happened for the men's and women's teams, I think especially since COVID, is that there's no more match day programs. Although oh, I'm actually programmes, but they're all digital on online. So you you have to like download them or read them from the club website. And I think I, I don't remember if I asked you Phil or I asked you Mike, but I asked about like if there was a match day program for Palace women. And I, 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 I don't remember what you guys said, but I think I was even told that there is one, but it's online only, or there's none at all.
0: It, it was me you asked, and yeah, oh sorry, uh, yeah, that's right. It was uh, tomorrow. after the whole thing earlier of me not being in Bristol, I'm I'm, I'm used to it now. Uh, <laughs> but no, it was yeah, it's, it's online. Uh, it actually got posted today. In fact, we had a joke about it earlier uh, because well, I like to mention it again because it's just funny. The uh, the back page, um, where it lists the players and their appearances and, and goals, they've had a. They've had a hoo ha with it and they've got all the numbers all over the place. And So we've got, we've we scored over 100 goals this season, apparently. Uh, and you've got players like Eddie Noble has apparently scored 17 goals in zero appearances. And Kirsty Barton scored 18 goals in zero appearances. And our Fair trust Keeper's got 10 goals in eight appearances. So uh, we've had a bit of a chuckle about that. But yeah, it's online. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, if, if you had to buy, if it was a, it's a buy, it, available other than there's a token collection thing it, it wouldn't really be worth it it's, it's about 12 pages and it's a, a an interview it's Dean's notes a player interview which would have already been in the men's program earlier in a, like the week before and then a load of adverts um, so there'd be nothing about other than your, your team lineup, your team list on the back, there'd be nothing about City on it.
2: It's pretty much the same as a say women's program to be honest the way you've described it there mike pretty much exactly the same but probably without uh, as many typos
0: yeah I mean, if you want I'll, i can um tag you in the, the tweet of it if you want to see it uh, add it to your collection and from a download whatever i can tag you in the tweet or even just laugh at the pit laugh at the stats at the back
2: well this is the thing i mean i, I was tempted to have a look and then because i kind of know a guy or knows someone or know of someone who prints out digitized programs and makes them in like the glossy paper format. But um, yeah, I'd probably want to have a read of the first to see if it's even worth paying to get that done. Yeah.
0: Uh, I could probably tell you your answer now, but, <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll uh, once this is finished, I'll, I'll find it and I'll tag you in it.
2: Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Uh,
0: right. Well, so go on.
2: I don't know. That was, that was, I'm uh, just, uh, I'm looking forward to the Sunday. Uh, yeah. it will be a, a new ground for me to visit and also first time yeah being the Hayes lane want to see what the yeah you know, what the atmosphere is going to be like cuz um yeah obviously i'm looking forward to seeing the stand with all the flags uh, behind the goal and uh, so i've noticed behind the other goal there's now like a massive bromley F-E- fc uh, banner sign which covers some of the seats which i'm surprised that isn't taken off and changed to a crystal palace logo whenever your team plays there on a match day
0: yeah, I mean, I don't know, they, they, they don't know who would do it. That's the that's the thing. Um, so I don't think there's anyone down that end that'd be bothered to do it. So we're not even on a sign at the ground at, at the ground anymore, or, well, ever. We been, you know, we're not on the sign there. So um, I just don't think there's anyone that would bother taking it down. To be honest with you,
1: it's, it's one of my. Um... Bugbears, um, that uh, You can drive past the ground, and it's on a main road, a bus route. It's a, you know, it's quite a busy road, to Hayes Lane, where it, where it's on. Cause I only, only live five minutes away, so I'm quite close to the ground. It's, it's a brilliant home ground for me to go to, cause I, I can literally just leave five minutes before the game, before I need to be there. But um, one of my bugbears is you. It's, a, it's on a bus route. It's on a busy road. Cars go past people. You know, it's, it's on. It's the main route into Bromley, um, and um. There's no there's no signage on the front saying Crystal Palace women play there, so people would go past it and not have a clue that there's there might be a game there on Sunday. I mean, it's just incredible to me that you would actually have a use a home ground that you don't advertise that you're playing at in any way, and people could go past it for years and years and years and not know that there could be Palace fans driving past there that with their kids, and their kids might say, oh look, Dad, Palace are playing there on Sunday, you know but no there's nothing it's a it's a a real disappointment and i've been on at the club for years about it and it's so to to actually have anything like a flag or something going over the bromley flag on those seats i mean that would be a miracle if that ever happened they haven't even got a sign out the front so they don't even advertise that we're playing there half the time so i don't think they're interested in doing anything at hayes lane apart from the bare minimum to be honest um it's really frustrating. It's one of the big frustrations of mine. And I, I, I and I talk about it far too much.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's interesting to hear because I mean, I don't know how long have played at Hazling for. I mean, I assume the location is there because of the convenience or the geography of Southwest Park or South London, if you will.
0: Well, we've been there for a minimum of at least five years. So ever since we've been in the championship, we've been there. I don't know when... It- when we moved to there before. Um, but I know in the summer, they were, it was in the, in the, oh, I to talk. in the negotiations last, towards the end of last season to renew the deal there. Uh, signage being, uh, was part of the negotiations. And then they were told in the summer, uh, don't play at Hayes Lane. And then, so we pulled out of the deal. Um, and then, Asked, where should we play then? And we're told, I'll oh, play at Selhurst." And then Vieira went, no, you're not playing at Selhurst." And then we had to go back cap in hand to Bromley. So, uh, I think we are right down the pecking order of anything there now. Um,
2: unfortunately. Oh, that's an interesting interesting hear. Huh.
0: Yeah, it's one of the many things. I say there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's gone on this season. Uh, off the pitch, where we're supposed to have made big strides. and We've gone the opposite way. Um
2: so yeah, because I I, f- I think from an outsider point of view, I think that's one thing I had observed. You know, because uh, yeah, as you guys have said, that you have signing fifty new players over the summer, and I generally thought, you know, uh, obviously it's, it's it's not too late, but I generally thought, you know, you guys would be like, or your your team will be, you know, fighting for promotion, you know, being on the top end of the table, and looking. Uh, obviously, it was great. You guys won against Sheffield United, yeah, on Sunday, but most of the results before that, I I personally was quite surprised about.
0: Yeah, I think we... I mean, we did get carried away in the summer um, as fans uh, and we thought we were going to be right up there as well uh, and the way we started the first couple of games of the season, but um, there's a lot of stuff and in all fairness, we've brought in 50 new players but not necessarily quite all the right players. We've not quite filled some of the areas where we needed to and stuff, so um and there's just a lot of stuff that's gone on behind the scenes off the pitch and stuff where it's just not done been done right this season unfortunately um and when we Mm -hmm. should have been making the strides we just we just haven't
2: uh i mean uh, okay that's fine thanks for letting me know but i think one last thing i will say is that i am looking forward to seeing or once again you know some of like what me and DM and now we, we call the Vixens in disguise. So we say we use that term for pretty much any player that used to play for Bristol City or Bristol Academy, but now plays for you know another team. So I think in this context for Chris Palace that could potentially include Elise Hughes, um and oh god, oh oh yeah um Kirsten, Kirsten Riley and oh yeah and Chloe Arthur as well. I think that well, that's the first three I can think of.
0: Well, you you should see Chloe Arthur and Husey up close because they'll be on the bench. Because um, Rihanna, Rihanna Dean has been st- started the last three games, I think, and Kirsten Riley uh, plays at our unorthodox right back role that we have. So. Um, oh.
2: Well, that's interesting. Um, she's based in that position, but yeah, I I don't remember if I mentioned before on the previous episode, or I might mention it to fail in person, but yeah, Kirsten Riley she joined um, a few years ago and then she left, or or it wasn't an announced that she had left, it, it just it was just an announcement by that she joined Rangers, or Rangers announced that she joined. And I'm like, oh, didn't realize she left versus so Silly. So, I'll be if I do ever if I do speak to her. I'll be in- intrigued to find out if she can say what happened there you know why she was only at the club for a few months but obviously I, I it's good to see she um she is back playing in England and seems to be doing well for well i assume is doing well for palace in her new position
0: yeah well, she, she's played yeah. about five positions for us um i think she just needs to add in goal when she pretty much would have completed the set uh so she's playing with field originally and then she's played a center to back she's played it right back she had to play at left back for one game. Um and now she's kind of as I said, we 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 we've, we've been hit with injuries. Um and that's ended up dictating her positioning in the team. Um so going forward, whether, you know, if she stays with us in the summer, whether she'll move back to midfield, I don't know. Um we do like to play players out of position for years. Um but that'd be interesting. But no, she's been she's been a good player for us. Um quite solid out there, right? She's got a good, at times well, she's got a good, um, good crossfield ball on her as well. Um, when we play that way, but a lot of the time we, we kind of play on the floor to the nearest person in, in the centre that's marked. But um, that'd but no, be interesting. Be interesting. Um, hopefully she'll have a, a, another a barnstorming game against you on Sunday. Um, I'm mindful I'm of the time. So I am going to ask for predictions, but before I do that, just a little stat that's, not great for us, but great for you, <laughs> is that we've now played you five times since you came down. Um, and other than the last year in the Conti Cup, which was a nil-nil and you beat us some penalties, you've scored a minimum of three goals in every game. So even when we beat you, it was 4-3. Although we did gift you two of those goals, where Chloe Morgan just passed it to your striker. Um but yeah, so you scored a minimum of three goals in every game we've played against you apart from that one cup game. So, uh, <laughs> not to let that influence any decisions. But uh, Shahan, I'll ask you, first of all, what, what what do you reckon the score is going to be on Sunday?
2: Yeah, well, I think I, I briefly mentioned it, but I think based on what you said, also what I've said before about like, you know, not scoring as many goals as... We usually do. I'd probably say uh, a 2-0 win uh, to Bristol City. uh, I guess.
0: (laughs) Um, Phil, how about yourself?
1: Yeah, um, uh, I'm going to say the same. It was my prediction in our predictions competition that you run, Mike. Um, um, I I just think that Bristol City, uh, their attacking threat is always... You know, too too much for us and we haven't got the pace to deal with it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say two nil as well, unfortunately for us.
0: Yeah, I mean I in the Predictions League I had three nil uh go stick to form of as I say it's a minimum of three in every game. Um however, having seen today's stats, uh I think I'm gonna have to probably say you will win twenty seven three. Uh, and Izzy simply, despite being out injured, will probably score nine of them. <laughs> so, I uh... <laughs> <laughs> hope Smith, I'm sure, with a couple as well. So, uh, yeah, so 27-3 is what I'm going to have to go for. But uh... <laughs> Well, um... if Hope
1: Smith doesn't get a hat-trick, I'll be very disappointed in there. Well,
0: she's going to be slagging off. I mean, Lee Nichol was in here at the start. I mean, if she doesn't get a couple, you know, she's got to catch up. You know, she's three... if she's played three games more than Kirsty and Ellie, and she's three three goals behind Kirsty and two behind Ellie, so she's got a no, sorry four behind Kirsty and three behind Ellie, so she's got some catching up to do. Uh, <laughs> I knew I could get it in one more time. Planned it. All. I thought you would. I thought
1: you would. <laughs> now, nah, What's your What's your serious prediction then?
0: Oh yeah, it's twenty-seven three. No, it, it'd be <laughs> uh, obviously, it, it'd be the three nil as I went with in the in there and that, the three nil Bristol City. I just think, and it's not knock enough because as I say, you know, the last two games, you know. We, we, we played really well against Durham and got the win and then, you know, we, we ground, we, we ground out a win, an ugly win as it was last week, you know, getting, a, getting, um a, getting the three points, you know, in a, in a, not a great performance. Um, but the thing is, Bristol City, just a different, different animal um, for me and that's the thing is, you know, them, obviously, when we played London City, there's a couple of teams in this league that are just a different class at the moment and so, you know, no matter what form we could be, we could have won nine games in a row. But you kind of feel like, you know, the, the way that the, the team that City have got, and as you know, as Shahan had said, you know, players you've added like Rachel Furness and that as well, and I, I just think they're just a, a different beast on the day. And and our our record against them is, isn't great. So, um, yeah, three. I'd say the three 0 Bristol City. But the only thing I gotta say is we we still haven't drawn yet this season, and it'd be really interesting because if we can score first, if we can score and do it first, whole different ballgame. Because we still, it's still our, our record still stands this season. If we concede first, we lose. And if we score first, we win. And we've continued that the last two games um, where we scored first in both of them and we've won both games. So if we can find a way to not concede in the first minute uh, and then score a goal, then who knows? Who knows? Um... But yeah, we'll see. We will see on Sunday. Um, I know Southampton <laughs> are desperate for us to win uh, to try and get to get them into the running for the promotion. And obviously, London City now uh, they will be praying for it as well. So who knows? And and we we can still we, we we now got a position. You know, we could we were in touch with third, fourth, fifth, and sixth bizarrely. So are we are sick. Uh, so, we're really in touch with that. Uh, but third, fourth and fifth. So, uh, it'll be interesting. Um, and, you know, hopefully we'll be on here next week going, wow, I can't believe we won that game. Blimey. And uh, Shahan will be refusing to talk to us. So, <laughs> But, um, and obviously, if it ends 27-3, then you heard it here first. Just putting it out there. But, um, right. Shahan, I feel unless there's anything else you want to add, I'll, I will wrap things up
1: um just to say to shahan look forward to seeing you on sunday um and thanks very much for joining us um be great to see you again mate i'm looking forward to it
0: oh have we lost Shahan? shahan are you there
1: oh well it might be that i got cut out you know for a few seconds before and i just wonder if the same's happened to Shahan. and he's trying to speak but it's it, it's cut out and you can't take the speaker thing off um when it happens so it could be that but um i'm sure he's saying yeah i'm looking forward to seeing you too phil um and um much more than mike uh I, i'm sure he's, i'm sure that's what he would have said if he had the chance so
0: yeah that, that's, <laughs> yeah that 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 sounds about right i mean it it has I think it's paused a bit here as well. So, before it crashes completely, uh, I'll say thank you very much, Shahan, as always, for coming on. Look forward to finally getting to meet you on Sunday. Um, Appreciate you coming on and chatting to us. It's always great to to hear from opposition fans um, and give us that bit of insight. So, I wish you all the best of luck for Sunday, but hope you lose. Uh, Thank you to everyone who's listened in to us live tonight. um, To everyone who's listened to the recording on Twitter. And to all of you who are listening on Spotify, as I always point out, we are free to listen to on Spotify. So please subscribe to us. And if you subscribe, then it notifies you when every time a pod drops. Um, And there's a whole host of pods on there to listen to. So you can go back through the archives because we actually have archives now, essentially. So uh, please do. So thank you to everybody who's listened to us. Um, Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, This absolute gold fest that it's been um i'd imagine by the time we get to sunday we'd have scored another 92 goals <laughs> to add to our campaign so uh, i
2: look
1: forward to those oh johan you're back
0: he's back he's back oh he's there
2: yep yeah. yeah Sorry, i i, I had to like, um step away from from my phone briefly um so was the song i missed
0: no nah, it was just just to take a bite but you just thanking you for being here
2: so uh, but oh yeah answered, yeah
0: welcome phil answered on your behalf
2: no worries uh, yeah thanks for thanks for the invite it's good great, great to speak to you guys and hopefully yeah we can catch up before the game or after the game but yeah definitely not during the game <laughs> but,
0: yeah no worries we'll, we'll have each other during the game and then hands afterwards we, but,
2: yeah yeah of, we'll probably we'll probably sing you like who are you or you know shall we sing a song for you or is this a library yeah and. Etc. and so yeah i mean yeah myself and dm and now you know and, and the other fans that come with us you know we, we want to help create the atmosphere and yeah I obviously don't want it to be as toxic as it is in the men's game but yeah just to hopefully yeah help create the atmosphere from the way point of view and hopefully you guys will continue to create atmosphere from yeah from, from the home end and yeah i'm, I'm looking like I said, i'm looking forward to sunday new ground for me to visit and yeah, I'm just good, hoping there'll be um a, another another entertaining game, at Hazley. Yeah, and
0: of course we'll uh we'll hire a translator to translate Northern Talk for us so that we can understand what you're singing at <laughs> <And>, us. Uh, <laughs> right. Right, on that note, uh as I say thank you to everybody to listening uh, who's joined in and been a part of the show. Uh we'll be back next week reviewing this game and previewing Sheffield United away, which if it's anything like last week will be another fight. Uh, on the pitch, uh, if we've got a team left that's fit and able to go up there and score the 47 goals that we, you know, we're, we're racking up weekly. So uh,
2: <laughs> on that note, so, thank well, you very much, so, everybody. Go on, go on. No, so, so we'll next week's episode have the same title as tonight's episode, but just swap the words around. So it'll be Bristol <laughs> review and Sherry live <laughs> preview. Yeah, it, yeah, it will,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So uh, a bit of, well, coffee, well, bit well, of copy around.
1: and paste there for you, Mike. Just copy and paste it the other way around, Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, there we go. Job done. I d- don't even need to bother changing it. But, uh... <laughs> right. Okay. On that note, I am saying goodbye now. So thank you very much, everybody, and have a good evening. And get down to Hayes Lane on Sunday, two o'clock kickoff. Palace versus Bristol City. Cheers, See you there. Hello everyone. Come on, you Palace. <laughs>